to Cotton in a Rocket Ship. I am your host, Lennox Mars Jr. This is Season 2, Episode 29, and the name of this episode is called Defense Against the Dark Arts. The reason why I'm calling this episode Defense Against the Dark Arts is because I'm a Harry, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I read all of the Harry Potter, Potter, Harry Potter books, and um, I watched all the movies. And there was a question that was posed um, on a segment I was reading, and it was, uh, "Would you have, would you rather be good for the sake of being good, or would you like to learn evil and then?" want to be good or choose to be bad so the choice of good and evil so a lot of times we as people say oh yeah yeah yeah, you're supposed to be good we grow up stating that you're supposed to be good but then we we have these sayings like nice guy finish last um even um which is misrepresented and misused like the meek shall inherit the earth but really in the bible the meek is people who actually know how to defend themselves they're very dangerous people um so and i think this is something that we wrestle with as human beings whether we should be good or evil and um and those who fall in between so with good and evil we make character judgments right and when we do make character judgments on whether somebody's bad, good, evil, we place them in a box. And this to me is, just hear me out. The label is is a um, as old as the inception of human beings on this planet because we have to label things good, bad, evil because we have a certain biological makeup. We have this response. We have response because everything in the wild could kill us, right? You have the tigers, you have bears, you have this light light green mushroom, you have this light green frog, you have this venomous snake and you need to to identify whether this thing is, is good for me or bad for me. The only way you do it is through your senses. And so you have to make a judgment, good or evil. And so even with people, you make this judgment of bad or good. This thing is bad, this is good for me. And we make judgment. And the reason why I say the defensive against the dark arts is because when we read Harry Potter, it's normal for wizards to learn about dark magic it's normal for them to learn about the unforgivable curses there's nothing like that in our schools today I didn't take an ethics class in high school I took an ethics class in college and it was an elective I didn't take a morals class in college didn't morals was a part of uh, HR. It was a part of a segment. It was a chapter in a book in HR. But it wasn't something that we learned 
why should we be moral? We don't really wrestle with that. We usually leave that to the philosophers. We usually leave that to, yeah, the philosophy classes. But once again, if you're not majoring in philosophy, you have to take it as an elective. So we as a people, we don't really have a, a... we haven't, and I, I can't say about the Scandinavian countries, I can't say about the other countries um, outside of the United States or even in the Western world, but I, I can definitely say that we never took an, an ethics class in high school. Not even close. So we never took a morals class. We, we just didn't know what would be right and wrong. Right and wrong is is subjective. Right and wrong is what you were taught at home, if you were taught at home. Luckily, I, I was taught at home. But thinking about having a national curriculum on morals, it just didn't happen. Or what is bad or what is good. You get your foundation from maybe church or what they what the news tell you good is good or bad is or or what you see right you see that the police is good or bad or you you mainly put them out as being good because we've been indoctrinated to believe that this thing is good but once again that's part of the identification of what we see in the world so it's no different than what we see in the wild as a bear or a tiger or a lion this thing is bad or it must be evil because you kill me and so we struggle and wrestle with that but in Harry Potter there's a defense against the art, dark arts class and they do that because they have a they have an image of evil or they have a presence of evil and they also they experiment with it right they have the four curses there's um well, the unforgivable curses. There's the Avada Kedavra, which is a playoff of Abracadabra, but that's the killing curse. There's the Cretaceous, the Crucio, which is like a, um, a debilitating curse, which um, basically can cripple your, your enemy and leave them um, inept. And then there is another curse. Um, Oh, there's a, I forget the name of the curse, but it's a curse basically where you can control the the user's body without them knowing, right? Um, So there's there's some unforgivable curses where you can manipulate someone in, uh, I think it's like imperious or something like that. But I say this to say that because we have this in Harry Potter, this is something like a novel. When we read it, they have a defense against the dark arts, but we don't have a defense against someone robbing us of all our money or our pensions. And this happens a lot in the Western world. It happens a lot where people, companies could run off with people's pensions, spend their, their companies or their employees' pensions, and they get a slap on the wrist and nothing happens. We, we live in a world where the pastor could be sleeping with four or five women in the church and 
it's frowned upon, but nothing really happens, right? So we, we, we label it as bad, but you have these people in these responsible places, or they're supposed to be responsible for your money, they're supposed to be responsible for your lives, where doctors are doing unscrupulous things to, to women, um, whether they're like gynecologists or whatnot. And um, we see this all over, but mm-hmm. it's it's not happening um, readily. It, it, it's just happening um, wholesale and we're not addressing it. Or we don't have any, a concept of why is it bad? We, we know it's bad, but why is it bad? And um, so in America, like, we only know things are bad or good because of lawsuits or, or it's deemed or there's a judgment or a verdict of some sort. But there's no... There's no distinction of good and evil. And this is where we have the issue because now we have everything is an opinion. Everything is, is just an opinion now. And when you have everything as, as an opinion or if we can't get the morals right... I should say, if we can't get the morals right, um, we have nothing really to stand on. So we can do whatever we want. And um, I've been thinking about this heavily about why there's a degradation in society. And especially in America, we've we've, um, devolved a lot morally. And some people would like to blame it on gender. They want to blame it on uh, sexual orientation. They want to blame it on uh, race. But overall, we all know that we have a, a, I believe we just have a moral issue, uh, a moral issue. And, um, and I was listening to, uh, to Jordan Peterson and they talked about in one of his segments he talked about rights and responsibilities and I find it ironic because um, in, in my day to day job we have this document that everyone has to sign every year even for the parents to say that um, the individuals with intellectual disabilities or developmental disabilities I should say they have rights and responsibilities and um there's like about 20 um, bullet points of what their rights and responsibilities are and they have to sign off on it each party has to sign off on it to say that these are rights and responsibilities and I just found it ironic that rights and responsibilities come go hand in hand but we always always talk about rights we always talk about our rights but our rights we can't enact our rights unless we are responsible for them or we, we, we take account for these. We are responsible to, to do it. For example, there, we have a civic duty to vote, all right? A civic duty to vote. Because voting is our right. But on the flip side, if what would happen if individuals from, let's just say, 
let's just say everyone chooses not to vote. Everyone. Which is highly unlikely and impossible. Improbable. But if everyone in America chooses not to vote, what do we do then? Would things go continue to go status quo? Would everyone who was elected be terminated? Hmm. But the larger problem would be there would be no believability. There's no more belief in the system. So what happens when there's no more belief in the system? People have abandoned their responsibility to enact their rights. But if there's no belief in the system, probably would fall into chaos. Maybe. Or maybe the people would want a new system. These are just um, thoughts. Thoughts. But going back to Harry Potter, it would be the defense of dark arts is that we don't have a defense mechanism for, for identifying unscrupulous behavior. We don't have a we don't have any moral foundation we don't have anything to teach us that this behavior is wrong and why it's wrong so in harry potter there's the unforgivable curses and they call them the unforgivable curses because if you use avada kedavra you can kill someone instantaneously and once you kill this person you can't bring them back the end. The, the curse crucio is something that it enacts severe pain into the ind- individual. Such pain, it's unimaginable. So you don't want to use that because you can kill someone as well as you can um, mentally impair them. We see that in uh, Neville Longbottom's family. His mother and father were tortured by Death Eaters because they were um, ooh, uh, they were um, they were a part of a, a excuse me, I'm sorry, Harry Potter fans, it's been a while since I read the book or what, read the movies, but they were a part of a group um, I think they were part of the Order of the Phoenix, but they were also um, what, what Mad-Eye Moody was, which was a um, they're like bounty hunters for for uh, evil people, for the Death Eaters. So they tortured Neville Longbottom's pa- parents with that curse, and they were in. They end up becoming pretty much um, locked in asylums, and so he was raised by his grandmother. And then I think the Imperious Curse is a curse that where the user don't know that you're, you're using their body. For your own personal gain or own personal gain I should say so you can control a person without them knowing and have them do things without their consent and 
of course, that's wrong. And they say that these are wrong. So here in the wizarding world, where you can levitate, you can fly, you can create potions, you can (laughs) damn near poison people. You shouldn't poison people, but you can do a lot of things, but they have rules. These are the unforgivable curses. This is defense of the dark arts. These are the dark arts. Why you should protect yourself from it. Why you shouldn't use it against other people. We don't have that at all. And this is imaginary. This is a fantasy world. But we don't have that in the real world. Or it's barely touched upon. We don't have any we don't have any more principles. Just because morals can change. Because I I think about, right, I went to Japan in 2016, and it's a very beautiful place. But Japanese culture, it's not a perfect culture, of course, but they have very gory movies. They have very gory animes. They have um, very highly sexual innuendoed um, anime, highly sexual innuendoed Uh, and suggestive matter on top of the other good things however it's public and of course they have their own issues of course however murder is is very very low in Japan suicide may be high but murder their, their actual their actual being to kill or the actual being of assault. Violence is very minimal. And and I, I find this ironic because a lot of the content is very violent. Some of the best anime that I watch is violent. Right? You have something called Death Eater. <laughs> you know, Berserk. There's so many different anime. And rest in peace to the creator of Berserk. But... In Japan, they cre- you have the minds of these people. They're they're creating content on par with Stephen King, but the society itself is not violent. So we can't really pin that on TV or music anymore, because they listen to hip hop and and they consume a lot of violence on their day-to-day life but their streets are safe you can walk in Japan at 3am, 2am and and it might be a little weird but the chance of getting mugged is very slim to none to get accosted is very slim to none now if you do that in the United States and then you pick an area. If you go St. Louis, you go Chicago, you go <laughs> L.A., you go you go North New Jersey. You walk down the street at 2 a.m. at night. You're asking to get robbed. You, you go do that in Brooklyn, New York. You're asking to get robbed. It's not that you won't. You probably won't get robbed. You're asking to get robbed. They'll they'll probably rob you and tell you like you shouldn't even be out here. Like, you, you already know why why this happened to you. 
So here in the Western world, we are losing our, our faculties. We are losing our sense of, of morality. And part of it is that we don't have a defense of the dark arts. We don't have something to say, this is how you protect yourself. Usually in the Western world, we teach you the lesson first, right? The, the, the hard lesson comes first and then you learn to defend yourself. And then the sentiment is that because this happened to me, you have to go through it, which is unfortunate. Well, let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about the 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 protagonist of Harry Potter, right? Which is Harry Potter himself. Harry Potter himself is a person, and the name of the ah, thank God, the name of the the um the people who fight against the Death Eaters are called Auroras. Ah, I remembered. But back to Harry Potter. Harry Potter is significant because he is not only the good guy, quote unquote good guy, he is marked and cursed with or imbued with the power of Lord Voldemort, who is the main antagonist, the main bad guy. So this tells you something. He tells you, it tells you that. To be the protagonist, you have to have a little bad in you. You have to have enough bad in you to be able to perform or fight against other bad guys. But then what makes you not completely bad? Hmm. In Harry Potter, it's not using those curses, not using those curses, the unforgivable curses, or using spells that can um, do un unfair damage to your opponent so there's a limit to what you can use so you can go up to the line but not cross the line There was a part in one of the books where Harry Potter did use the Cretaceous Curse on um, Beatrix, right? Or the Bellatrix. But he wasn't he wasn't successful because he didn't have the intention of really harming her. He didn't have it in him. And she said that she laughed at him because she used the curse, but she said he didn't have the the uh, the fortitude. He didn't have the, the the intent to really inflict harm when he used the Crucio curse on her. Hmm. So it's not only using, but the, also the intent. 
So it's like those who commit murder, but it's a degree where it's like manslaughter. Manslaughter is, is something probably like if you unfortunately run over an individual and you didn't you weren't paying attention but you you caused bodily harm and killed this person so it wouldn't the intent from murder to manslaughter still a great charge but the the charge is is um is a lesser degree because there's no intent involved huh well let's go back to the protagonist Protagonist, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. He has, he's imbued with with some of the Dark Lord's power, but he's also imbued with his mother's love. The protection of his mother, which she died saving him. So part of the the scar he has on his the lightning bolt scar he has on his head was from that. So he has this um this com- this balance, right? It's almost like the the devil and, and, and the angel on his shoulder, the good and evil and how we tip the scales. And this is all in a fantasy book. But we don't have anything to talk about good and evil in schools. We don't. We don't have anything to talk about that. We don't have anything to talk about good and evil in schools. Which leaves us open to manipulation and then it's open to interpretation. Hmm. They have to go through some some training for like the defense of the the dark arts, and I think, it, truthfully, I think young men would need it a lot more. And I think I think we both need it on both gender sides, but I think for young men, they would need a defense of the dark arts class because men have this ability to to be stronger at a young age than uh, women, right? And the other thing too is the control of temperament and purpose. I think the defense against the dark arts is supposed to help you not only defend yourself against the external pressures 
or fight the external battles, but there's an internal battle within. Because that is the same, those are the same battles fought. There's always a, a battle internally before there's one externally. And the the degree of good and evil is is um it, it it's fractions of someone's life. It's it's because Harry Potter could have easily became evil. He lost both his parents. That's reason for you to go out and destroy. He lost both his parents to the Dark Lord. And he probably could have been a renegade easily. Or he could he could have dropped out and, and did whatever he wanted to do. But it, it's a choice. Being, being good should be a choice. A choice that you make every day as opposed to someone telling you you should be good because should is 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 something that you we we I should do a lot of things right that's what I mean you should you should do it you should you should everyone says you should you should do this you should be this you should be one way no you should choose your choice it's your choice to be good it's your choice to be bad it's your choice to to know what bad is know that you can wield these powers or you can you can control it and use it to your advantage and there should nothing be wrong with it trust me i i am a teacher of the defense against dark arts <laughs> Every day I make a choice not to curse somebody out. I choose not to. I choose not to. But there's some days I do curse them. Somebody needs to get cursed out. There's some people that need to get talked to. I, I, I enjoy it. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. But it's the fact because what we're doing is we're creating a society where we have pushovers. They don't know why they should do things they just they're just droning out to be something that they aren't we should show our young men and women this is the consequence of using these powers this is the consequence of being good this is the consequence of being even there's no reward for being good and that's what we have to understand too there's no reward for being good we need to erase that too there ain't no reward for being good. That's why they say nice guys finish last. There ain't no reward for that. We know that. But it is a choice in being good. The reward is, is intrinsic. Because you know that in your actions, every positive choice that you make inwardly is, in the, is a positive choice outwardly. I don't think y'all hear me. Every positive choice that you make inwardly is a positive choice you make outwardly. The same thing. I, You think, therefore, I am. If I think negative thoughts, I project negative thoughts. If I think positive thoughts, I project positive thoughts. It's a choice. Some people say, well, I don't care. That's, the, that's just the way I am. No. 
That is the wrong thing. You are a slave to your emotions and you will never see your way through because you don't think your emotion, your emotions is a choice. You don't think good is a choice. You don't think evil is a choice. You don't think having morals is a choice. You don't think having principles is a choice. This is, that's dangerous. I am the way I am and you should just love me because this is who I am as a person. Garbage. We stop, we should stop teaching that. Good, evil, morality, it's all a choice. Harry Potter could have easily shut things down. Learned learned enough of the negative curses, dug himself deeper and deeper and deeper into a chasm of despair, and then just let it all go. We watched that. Here in America, we have the most shootings now than ever before. Killings, kids, teenagers, school shootings. It just, it happened again. It, it's happening again. I just, I just read something where there's a, a, a young boy that was eight years old committed suicide. Why is an eight year old committing suicide? And the, the thing we say is that why is a little kid knowing about suicide? What are the external pressures that pu- that that would that would push a little kid that's eight year old to be su- suicidal? One is probably bullying. So why is there other kids bullying an eight year old kid? And why is this this why he doesn't have the supports necessary in order to help him? You know what? That eight-year-old supposed to do, he was supposed to tell his father or his mother, and they were supposed to put him in some class, a boxing class, or tell him, give his parents, let his parents give him free reign to knock that kid's head loose. Oh, am I wrong? Am I wrong for saying that? Kids shouldn't use violence. No. I told you, I knew how to fight since I was <laughs> since I was like six. Bullying is a part of the world. You think bullies are gonna stop bullying because they because they should they they should? Yeah, right. Bullying stop bullies stop when somebody else punched them in their mouth hard enough to knock their teeth out and they stop because they learned their lesson. That's the world that I come from. So you have to learn the dark arts. We are raising people to become meek and, t- and being taken advantage of, and then the outcome is that we have negative outcomes we have school shootings we have more suicides we have and we can't blame rap music we can't blame um the movie industry we can't blame we have to blame what we are learning or what we're teaching to make someone defenseless is doing them a disservice the first thing Dumbledore told Harry Potter, one of the first things was like, yo, you need to be here in this school because you're going to be protected here and you're going to learn to protect yourself. And every kid in the school learned defense against the dark arts. Once again, we take no classes on morals. We take no classes on principles. We don't take any classes on self-defense. 
We don't take any classes on on weapon holding. I hear people say all, all the time, oh, you shouldn't be able to hold a weapon. Why people need guns for? Bad guys got guns. Even if I choose never to shoot a gun in my life, I should know how to do so. We have to we we have to to tap into some things that were thrown away long ago by our forefathers and we have to pick that up and and utilize it because it's a necessary principle. I believe that kids should be kids. Listen, I read Harry Potter, I read everything else. But my father showed me how to throw a mean right hook in a one-two. And I'm going to teach my son the same way. You have to teach them certain things so they won't get manipulated. Not that they won't use it. We are afraid that once we uncover this information that people are going to use it to do the wrong thing. Yeah, that's a possibility. I'm sure once Professor Snape or whoever taught the defense against the dark arts, which was Mad-Eye Moody, once you taught taught him these unforgivable curses, I'm sure some, at least one out of 30 kids are going to try that, those curses on small animals and children. But you have, let's just say one out of 30, but you have 29 other children who know how to defend themselves. Young men and women, we need to we need to reevaluate some things. And we need to get back to the fundamentals or find some fundamentals because we can't have rights without responsibilities. We can't have free will without some guidelines, some morals, right? The morals and principles. They come together. We can't have one or the other without a, a a basis. What I'm seeing is that we we have a slackness in society where we're allowing things to happen, right? For example, I've seen something, and this is, is completely off. I see somebody say, oh, oh, here we are. There was a, a basketball coach. <laughs> it was a basketball coach that told one of his female players is that she needs to lose weight. <laughs> and and because he was a male, they trashed him. And she said, "Oh, he body shamed me." And when is a fine line where we take culpability or responsibility for our performance as a people or anything? Right? She's an athlete. Here is a a, a man or a woman who assesses body frame, height, weight, and look at her position and say. You would be most effective at 185 or 135 or whatever weight it is. You are most effective at this. And so if someone, for example, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, when he first got into, um, when he first got into New Orleans, they said the food, the excitement was going to get to him. And he was sluggish and he struggled. Zion Williamson had to lose 20 pounds. I didn't hear anybody say body shame. He had to lose some 
some pounds so he can gain mobility in performance. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to get back to the basics. We should be able to tell each other, you are wrong. There's point blank period. Some people, everything's an opinion. Because we, we are just so slack. But it starts with defense against the dark arts. It starts with the basics. It starts with learning this in school or learning why this is bad and explaining the reason why this is bad or this is good. Told you, there are some things that I was taught as a young lad since I was five or six. My dad always said, you never cheat poor people. If you're not in a position to help somebody, don't hurt them. Those are just two things I could just spit off the top of my head. You never cheat poor people. Never take from them. Been a landlord. There's been times where I got to fix things up and and make it right. And I'm spending thousands of dollars. And, and then they move out. And they're like, can I have my security? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, oh, you're going to give me my security? Yes, I'm going to ever give you security. Yes. There you go. Oh, thank you, Mr. Lennox. Other landlords with a gate would have tried not to pay me my security because of whatever little means. I'm not like that. Morals and principles. What do we have to stand on? And you can't keep blaming these ex- some of these external things for internal problems. So I charge young men who are listening, get you some morals and principles. We can go back and we can we can hash out a few next episode. And young women, if you're listening, the same thing. We both need morals and principles in order to survive this thing. Because you there, there are going to be a lot of weird things to come where it's going to push a lot of buttons. And we're going to need our defense of the dark arts. This is Cotton in the Rocket Chip. Peace.